Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hi friends, thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot, and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218, or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www tinakinneyclark.com that's t-i-n-a-k-i-n-n-e-y c-l-a-r-k-e hey everyone welcome to the show i have christine malek here today she is the founder and creator of sassy coach a motivational speaker and international advocate for women against abuse and domestic violence based in Knoxville, Tennessee. Her unique approach brings out the strength and the light that shines in each woman, especially those that have survived abuse. She believes once you are out of that situation, there is an obstacle for that woman to face an even bigger challenge. What do I do now and who am I? Her SASE program is designed to help you find these answers with a new beginning to get you to your goals and objectives of where you want to go and who you want to be. Being a survivor and victor herself, she has made it her life's mission to help every woman to be, do, have SASE, encouraging women to ruffle some feathers and blow some minds. Wow! I'm ready to ruffle some feathers and blow some minds myself. I think that should be part of my mission statement. So welcome, Christine. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Um, I guess I should start with sassy. Everybody asks me, what is sassy? Because normally when you hear the word sassy, you think of that why at the end. Well, I guess I have that uncanny gift. When I put my mind to it, I, I create these acronyms. And SASE was created many, many years ago, but it stands for strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. And that's what I believe as women, we are in our very essence. That's what we are. Now with a, a women that have been abused, that essence gets squashed and, and pushed down. So it's a little harder to get that back out and to get us where we need to be. So, but that, that in a nutshell is what sassy is. And yes, I want every woman to, to live, to be, do, and have sassy, strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. That's what well, I want. You know what? I think that I ruffle people's feathers without even trying. 
<laughs> I do too, honey. I do too. Just by being myself. <laughs> that's it. That's how we do it, to be ourselves. So that's why I do what I do, because, you know, if I work in a conventional workplace, I just don't fit in. I don't think the same way that people do. I don't feel the same way that others do. I, you know, I just can't follow rules and procedures in the book and be happy with that. Like, I feel like that's soul killing for me. So that's why I do what I do. But I know that you have a story about Archangel Michael. So I'm excited to hear about it. All right. Thank you. Um, I guess a little background on that and what got me there. Um, the abuse led to my, and when I say abuse, I mean everything from the physical, the mental, the psychological, the verbal, the um, sexual. I, I mean, I, I ran the whole gambit. He ran the whole gambit. I experienced the whole gambit. Um, it exacerbated my drinking and my alcoholism. And I can tell you that I am six years sober. I absolutely love it. Sober hey, living is so cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. But what it did was it, 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 <laughs> I drank way more than I should have. And at, at some point early on in my alcoholism, I had said, um, it, it's either going to put me in the ground or in the hospital. And my guides and my angels and my higher power said, okay, Christine, you're going in the hospital. And it, it did. Um, I had a few weeks before that, that's in a story all in itself, but now my ex, I had called the police. He was arrested for domestic violence. <clears throat> As it turned out that day that I called the police, he had not, he had not, exhibited any forms of violence and domestic abuse to me on that day but again higher power intervening coming down doing what she needed to do so I ended up getting very sick while he was given the protection order and he could not come anywhere near me so I mean it was it was rough I got sick I ended up in the hospital um, they thought it was, I, I had the fever and this was back in 2016. So I had the fever, the vomiting, the diarrhea, the chills, the sweats. I mean, full blown, like flu symptoms magnified. And my youngest came to me and he said, mom, if you're not better by such and such day, um, I'm taking you to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. I, they did that year, almost a year that I was in the hospital, they did four surgeries and 15 procedures. When um, the second surgery was, the, the first surgery was exploratory. They thought it was possibly ovarian cancer. Um, it wasn't. So the surgeon came back in and said, we need to open you up. I said, open me up. So when he did open me up, that's when he realized that the infection was raging so bad in my body. They took out my gallbladder, my appendix, part of my colon, part of my intestine, and my whole left fallopian tube. And of course, that's when he said that and saw when he had me that wide open that my liver was in full-blown cirrhosis. Mm -hmm. So he came in um, and said that, um, Christine, if you take one more drink, you will die. And I had always said that that's a theory I don't want to test. So I quit drinking. 
in fact, it was days before that, that I, before I went into the hospital that I quit drinking. Mm -hmm. So throughout recovery and two more surgeries and everything else, there was a, because I, somehow, I guess I listed that my religion was Catholic, although I say that I'm a retired Catholic, um, cause I no longer practice that religion. <laughs> um, there was a priest that kept coming in my, what I found out is that after that second or during that second surgery, I found out after the fact that I had actually died on the table twice. I didn't know, the nurses didn't tell me, the doctors didn't tell me, nobody told me. It, it was at that point, my then husband, the abuser that had told me and my children have, have since verified. Um, so the priest kept coming into my room probably twice a day when I was trying to go through recovery. And I was like, you know, he's a priest, Catholic. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I was warding him off. <laughs> I te teach his own, teach his own. But I kept saying, no, I'm fine, Father. No, I'm fine, Father. I'm okay, dude. It's all right. You know, at one point, I guess it was my time to finally say, I, I gave up. I was like, okay, come on in. So he and I ended up having this absolutely wonderful, huge two hour long conversation. And that's a conversation that will always remain between he and I. Mm -hmm. After the surgery and after the eight weeks of being in the hospital, I came home. I got better. Um, I ended up ripping staples out and had other issues going on back for two more surgeries. I, I currently and probably will, will always have a stent in my liver, but I will tell you that I know for a fact that through all the things that I've gone through afterwards, my liver healed. So that's a good thing. Yeah. I had gotten strong enough. I had gotten my sassy back enough that I kicked the ex out of my house. So one night, and, and of course, not only now did, did I kick the habit of um, alcohol, I now got addicted to the pain pills throughout those between the second, third, and fourth surgery. I got addicted to, to the pain meds. I mean, they were, they were bad. Mm -hmm. um, I had to, at one point I was laying on the sofa and I could feel myself jonesing for when's my next fix, looking at the clock, looking at the time, you know, what time is it? Is it my four hour mark? And it, it was one of those moments that, that, you go, what in the hell am I doing? What am I doing? Where, you know, I have got to stop this. I, I, I just went through all these surgeries. What am I doing? So I just stopped. So I'm one night I am in my bed alone. I had kicked him out of the house and my body was in so much pain, so much pain. Um, and, and I have a high tolerance for pain. I, between the tattoos and the piercings, I'm, I just have a high tolerance for it. So when I say I'm in pain, it's anybody else would have, you know, passed out from the pain. But I was in bed and I, I'm crying and I'm crying and I'm, I'm, everything in my body hurt. My bones, my molecules, I mean, everything hurt in my body. And I'm laying on my bed and I'm crying and crying and my dogs are coming in and they're laying down on either side of the bed. And at this point I start praying and I was like, the only 
God I really knew at that point was the Catholic God, but I had also had my goddess and higher power because I had done some AA meetings and gone through, I was going through and doing that. And I'm like, dear God, goddess, please take this pain. I mean, crying so hard and, and begging for the pain to just go because it was that bad. And I will probably well up and cry telling this story because it's, it is that emotional and it feels like it happened yesterday. Um, as I'm laying in bed crying, trying to find a comfortable spot, covers on, covers off. Um, I, I can't turn, I can't move, I can't get up, I can't. I'm, the pain was that excruciating. I thought going through all the surgeries that I went through was painful. I thought the abuse that I endured from, you know, the all the black eyes and the black and blue marks all over my body and being beat with a rubber mallet and cracked ribs and a cracked rib, wrist and the gunshot wound to the head. I thought all that was pain. No, what I was feeling that day was pain. And I know why I needed to, to feel that. So as I'm crying and screaming and begging and pleading with my God to please take away this pain, please do whatever you got. I will do anything. You start trading. You know, that's, that's all we know is we, we trade. I'll do whatever you want. Please take the pain away. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I kind of drifted into a it was a meditative state and I, I didn't put myself there. I know that for a fact, but what I experienced next was just absolutely beautiful. As I'm laying there and I know, you know, when you're in a meditative state, you, you're aware of your surroundings. And the next thing I remember is this absolutely beautiful white light and it was, it was so bright. And it was like, it was like you were looking at the sun, but it didn't hurt. There was heat, but it didn't burn. There was cool, but it didn't make you feel cold. It was so bright, but you could look at it. And as I'm watching the light, and it's coming closer and it is now enveloping my whole body. You could feel pure love. It was, it was definitely God's love. And it is a love that few humans will ever experience. We talk about unconditional love and, and, um, you know, even a mother's love is nothing. And I have three children um, and I love them dearly. But this love is, it's so pure, um, like, like glacier water pure, like snow freshly fallen pure, um, like a puppy loves its mom pure love. And as I'm feeling all this, and seeing the bright light, I can feel something under my body, enveloping my body. And as that's happening, 
I'm being lifted off the bed. And there is not a single pain left in my body. I wasn't that far, maybe six, eight inches. Now I thought at this point, I thought, I thought it was God. And I found out afterward that it was definitely Archangel Michael. And what had happened was he took his wings and wrapped them around me and lifted me off the bed and just held me. And it was, it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's the same love that I try every day to spread out there, to, to, to show to everybody. I can never do it. Obviously, I'm not an angel, although some people tell me I am. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he lifted me off the bed and just held me. And it felt like forever. And all we did was just hug. And he just held me. And the next thing I know is in my left ear, I hear the words, everything's going to be all right, Christine. I wasn't crying. I wasn't feeling anything other than love. Um, it did feel like an eternity that like everything was okay. And when he said those words, I just knew that everything would be okay. And very slowly back down on the bed, not a single pain in my body, nothing hurt. Every molecule was fine. Every atom was fine. All my chemicals were fine. All my bones were fine. My veins, everything just felt wonderful. And I drifted to sleep. And I got up the next morning and I remembered and I swung my feet over the side of the bed and I had still been taking a few medications for the low blood pressure, although I'd been weaning myself off and I got immediately got dizzy and I was like, did I dream that or did that really happen? <laughs> that was the best what? dream ever. <laughs> it was, you know how you have those dreams where you go, oh, I don't want to wake up, please. You know, let me go back to the dream. It was awesome. That's how, that's how I felt when when I woke up the next morning that I sat there for a moment and I looked at, I looked at my Petey and, and he's, he was my male German shepherd and he was just laying on the floor, kind of looked up at mom. I looked down at him and I knew it was just one of those that, you know, they say, when you know, you know, but this was yeah. definitely one of those. I knew it was not a dream. It was a dream, but it was a real dream. Um, and it was, it was the most life-altering event mm -hmm. that has ever happened. And it's something that even today, like I said, this was probably 2017 that this happened, um, mid-17, I think like April or May of 2017. And it's something that it's here in my heart. I will never forget that. 
And I, I know that that's my, that it helped me endure everything else that I had to endure. And it helped me get to where I am today. So have you ever met anyone else who's hugged an archangel or has an archangel hugged them? Well, the, the reason I, I know is I happen to be out somewhere and, and quite honestly, I forget where I was, probably not even paying attention, grocery store, bank, who knows, parking lot. And um, this lady came up to me, we were kind of passing each other and she stopped. And remember, I, at, at this point, I'd always thought it was God, you know, that, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm special. God actually came down to me and helped me. I have to, I have to live by his word, what, what I think his word is, what he wants me to live his word by. Well, as we're passing, she stopped and I stopped and we both kind of did that you look at each other like, you know, wait a second. I know you, you know me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she looked, she was a little shorter than me. And she looked at me and she said, you've been touched. I said, excuse me. She said, you've been touched. Mm-hmm. I said, ma'am, I'm, I'm sorry. She said, oh no, you know, you've been touched. Archangel Michael touched you, didn't he? And then like with that, the tears just started rolling again. We hugged, we talked, I told her the story. I mean, it was just one of those moments. So, I mean, unless, I mean, it's funny how the universe and our higher powers and our guides and our spirits put certain people in front of us yeah. to help us know our path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause I had always still kind of thought, did it really happen? Did it not happen? You know, I'd still been going through some ups and downs with the divorce and the abuse and everything else. And it's those moments that you go, oh, like when you're walking and you want a sign from your angels. And that's, that's my sign. That's what he does. He, and, and I supposedly have three angels with me. Um, but that's what, what Michael does. He will put a white feather in front of me, a big one, like six, eight inches long. You know, <laughs> yeah. if I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm listening. I hear you. I, I got the point. <laughs> so I, I'm very close to the archangels um, for years and years when I started really meditating, like uh, 10, 11 years ago, I saw Archangel Gabriel and I talked to him. So, and I remember now you can meditate back, you know, into the womb, into other lives, into all of that. And I remember talking with Gabriel before I was incarnated and he gave me a key and um, I didn't know what the key meant, but later on, I figured out it was all of my gifts. It was all of my abilities and that we were discussing that I was going to bring that to this lifetime. And that was the key, the golden key that he handed to me. So, and also Archangel Michael, I love him so much. Like, you know, I'm so familiar with his energy because I've asked for a lot of protection and I've asked Mm -hmm. for a lot and we clear together. So we, you know, clear land, clear people you have the emergencies he's awesome for emergencies so I have those stories about where I asked him for help and man it happens like quick um so yes I'm all the unconditional love I've experienced a couple of times and it just makes you want to cry like because you don't feel it that much here while you're in today 
in a yeah. body in the planet and so when you do feel it you never want it to leave exactly yeah you never want it to go away you just want to stay in it you want to be enveloped in it you know and it just makes you cry because I think that's our our true being I think that that's how we feel all the time truly when we're not here on planet earth forgetting that that's our normal exactly 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 oh I'm so glad that I'm so glad to hear that yeah (laughs) that makes me feel good because you know there are days that you go am I crazy I'm not crazy I know I'm not crazy you know what (laughs) your experience is your truth and no one can take that away from you so whatever it was was it a dream were you awake does it matter? Because what happened was you experienced it, which is your reality and your truth. And it changed, it lifted all the pain away when nothing else did. Exactly. And it changed you forever. Yes. To that's a better all, person. Right. That's all, that's all you need. Whether somebody <coughs> believes you or not, their opinion doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter in your reality because you experienced it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Uh, Isn't Archangel Michael awesome? <laughs> He's just a yes, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. He yeah. he is. He and I know, you know, it's funny how he puts, you know, and I do feel special obviously it's Michael. Okay. We know, you know, all his, he's, he's the worry and his strengths and, and everything that he does, but, and I feel special for that, but yes, there are days where I could be walking my, my thing is nature. Okay. I always have to be in nature and animals and I'm a healer through my touch. And I, I feel other people's emotions and I, I just, I just know, Yeah, yeah. but there are days where uh, you know we're all a perfect example so a few days ago um I guess one day last week we kind of had words and and he and I just have this understanding that I can let loose and I can say what's on my mind and I under, I, I know that he's okay with it and, yeah. and I know that he'll he'll give me the sign that I need when I need it Okay. Yeah. I'm a very impatient person. And he, I think he has a little bit of a sense of humor because he does like to make me wait. Um, oh, he has a huge sense of humor. Like <laughs> yeah. I've seen a very, very silly <laughs> side to him, especially years ago. I think I was just more serious and he was trying to lighten things up and make me laugh all the time. But now he doesn't do that anymore because I think I've learned to, you know, relax um but yeah he would do stuff like he does that like he has a great sense of humor he does absolutely absolutely so so he and I just kind of have this thing okay and I was I was one morning I have no idea how it started but I was like you know this man that I'd been talking to online I knew he was toxic I knew he was just bad i'm like okay i'm doing everything i can can you please help me help me get him out of my do whatever you got to do i don't have the willpower for it i surrender everything just get him out of my life okay <laughs> this is where his sense of humor comes in okay now not only did he 
this man just like stopped talking to me. Like, like I'm looking at my phone, waiting for the text and like completely stopped. Now I know, you know, my brain side says this was a completely toxic because I've been in those abusive, toxic relationships that my brain is going, no, 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 no. But this, you know, but what if, what, you know, the heart side wants what the heart wants, but the brain's going, no, no, no. So of course the man just stops talking to me like that. Now, this past Saturday was my birthday and I know I've been manifesting a few things and, and, and trying to bring them to fruition and I'm doing the work and doing everything I can. His sense of humor is, is so he brings me this man, this, the, the man that's toxic. He, he completely cuts off. Like there is no communication from him whatsoever. And he was like texting me 10, 15, 20 times throughout the day. All of a sudden just stop. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the day after my birthday, um, I get matched with this man. And it's like all these lessons, it's like I said, I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I get I get it. <laughs> and I know he's there just kind of smiling, going. Well, you asked for help, which oh, I yeah. did. You didn't specify how you wanted it. So yeah. I took care of it. Are you happy? And I'm like, I wrote in my journal this morning going, I'm, I'm, it is, I had to go through everything I went through and learn those lessons. And I realized that. And I know that Tim kind of, you know, straightening my collar a little bit and, and putting the signs in front of me to say, okay, are you happy now? <laughs> you know this. Mm-hmm. This is what you asked for, and I'm like, yes, thank you. You know, yeah. I mean, he's everything I asked for. It's weird, but thank you. <laughs> but he, yeah, he's he's just awesome. I, yeah, I he's know. he said the same thing to me years ago because I would. I said, well, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to speak to spirit, if I'm going to help people, I want to be safe. I want to be protected. That was my thing. So um, one night, I my husband heard a noise in the hallway. And he was already in bed. And I was getting into bed. And he said, I heard something. Can you go check? Because it might be our toddler daughter. Sometimes she leaves the room at night. And, and so I was, I was like, okay. So it's completely dark. Like I've turned out the lights. And I opened the door, just cracked it to look in the hallway. And I heard this hissing sound. (sighs) And I closed the door, got in bed, (laughs) started freaking out. So already at this point, I can talk to angels. I can talk to spirit. And I bring Archangel Michael. And I was like, what the hell was that? And he said, well, you've been asking for protection. And this is one of Isis's Black Panthers. She's lending to you for your protection. That's what you wanted, he said. You asked for it. That's what you wanted. And I was like, why did she hiss at me? (laughs) Why did she scare me? He said, because... You haven't been paying attention. She's been around you and you haven't noticed. 
And so this is how she gets your attention. And I was like, well, she got my attention now. <laughs> and once I tuned into it, I could see her, you know, and the interesting thing is, and I still have this piece of artwork. My, my daughter had drawn this picture and it had a big black cat in it. And when I found, you know, you keep all these drawings from your kids stuck in a box. And I remember looking at it and I was like, oh my God, I wonder if that was her. And that my daughter saw her and drew a picture of her before I even knew she was there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, cats are great. I have two. One, one is orange and white and he is my... And I'm glad I closed the door because he would be here walking in front of the screen. Oh, I have an um, orange and white cat also. Yeah. He he's he's my lover. Okay. He's 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 just <clears throat> excuse me, he's my lover. Okay. My black cat is completely different. Yeah. There there are he's definitely the witch's black cat. Okay. He's <laughs> he's definitely so I know what he does and what Michael does is he will send my cats one or the other. Now, Garibaldi, my orange and white one, is very loving, very social. He plays great with the dog. He takes all the BS from the dog, all the heavy playing from, he's a big coon hound. Um, but when he wants my attention, and, and I have to, I actually have to look at Garibaldi. I mean, like, we're nose, nose to nose, okay? And I'll, I'll know that that it's it's michael sending a message to me or one of my other guides sending angel sending a message to me i'm like okay i mean and like he'll get up on my desk here and be right in my face and i know that is my cue my clue to say okay what is it what do you need to tell me and then i have to follow my cat he'll take me to where and it's usually to get away from the from here more yeah. so than here you know and my black cat well he doesn't he doesn't not every night does he sleep with me he's a very elusive bl black cat yeah but the nights that he's there I say my extra my prayers I I that's when you know when I'm alone and I'm looking up um I can see him out of the corner of my eye and his name is Colonel Bane. The black cat is Colonel Bane and he'll be on this side and I can see Michael on, on this side. Like, okay, tell me just, I'm ready. I'm going to sleep. Put it to me in my dreams. Last night was a perfect example. My cat dog was on the floor, both like all three of them were there. And I had this absolutely wonderful vision of what my life with this new man is going to be like. And I'm like, I'll take it all day long. Oh, nice. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> yeah. I had a black cat years ago too. So I, my friend likes to call them the little black panther, the yes. mini black panther. Yeah. And he wasn't too loving. He was kind of distant actually. It's kind of interesting. But the orange ones, I mean, they'll talk your ear off. They're just so sweet. And uh, yeah, so so before you had the Archangel Michael experience, were you already communicating with your guides and angels? I was through my touch, through my healing. I just didn't know it was them. At that point, okay. I didn't know. I knew I had the gift. I knew I could heal people. Um, that was scary the first time I did it. Um, cause I didn't know what was happening. I was a young woman at the time in my early twenties and probably have had this gift all my life and just didn't know it because of the childhood traumas that I went through. Um, 
I, I, I met in my mid thirties, um, a gentleman that was part Indian, like Native American Indian, and mm-hmm. he helped bring out and teach me to, to bring in those spirits to be able to heal. But uh, other than that, I did not realize I had been searching. Like I said, I, I, I refer to myself as a retired Catholic. I went through the whole 12 years of CCB class, you know, being in the, the Latin church with my grandparents when I was young and listening to the Latin and going, what are they saying? <laughs> I can't wow. understand anything, grandma, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got to, you know, I went through the 12 years, um, but I knew there was something, this, there, was, there was this, that pull inside of me that said, something's not right. I have, and I did, I researched every religion possible. And people will ask me today, well, what, what religion are you? I don't have one. I'm spiritual. I, I understand all the religions of the world. I love all the religions of the world. They all have their, their place and their, but they boil down to the, the same elements. They really do. Um, but yet the, as, as far as the gifts, they just keep, the more I, hone them and the more I acknowledge them it's the more in depth they get and the more intense they get and I find that I have to ask specific questions in order to get the answers so when I'm working with someone and I'm trying to figure out what what's going on with them why are they being challenged right now I ask a lot of questions of them because I'm looking for certain language that they're going to tell me that's going to help me ask the right questions. So for example, I had this client, she had uh, um, some throat issues, some, um, you know, esophagus issues, burning in the esophagus kind of thing. And um, I was working on her. And she says, I feel like somebody's choking me. And I was like, oh, my God. When you hear words like that, you're like, I have to do something about this. I have to figure out what this is. And only when she said those words, I asked the question. I was like, what or who is choking her? And I got the answer. So it's very important for, you know, people to... If you want to heal something, you want to figure it out. God, you just describe to me what's going on so I can ask the right question. Yes. And we figured it out. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So you said you have a natural ability for healing touch. Have you ever trained in any modalities like Reiki or healing touch or anything like that? I have not. I have not. It's it's something that um, I would love to my, I think my bigger talent, my bigger gift is my feel. Um, there are days where I actually, I actually helped. Well, I don't know if I helped or not. Um, I felt somebody cross over and that was scary that was um, 
it was, uh, there are no words to describe what that person was feeling as they yeah. were crossing over. Um, mm -hmm. It was not a, it was not a tragic death. It was, it was, it was a natural death. Um, but it's, it's one of those that when all those feelings hit, I have no idea at that point who it is, where they are, why am I involved with this? Is it somebody, it, it's usually not anybody I know. It's, I've never been able to, other than my father, and I don't know why, but I only feel his, his leg issues, um, knee and, and thigh issues. Um, but this, this one was, this was the strongest one. This one, I was in the shower and I was getting ready to get done, not even thinking about anything. It was a great morning, no problems, no issues. I knew the day was going to be good. And this wave of, <clears throat> excuse me, dread and anxiety. And I'm not an I'm not an anxiety person. I don't get anxiety. I, I, I've learned how to deal with it, take the breaths and do my, the things that I need to do. But I could feel this anxiety coming over me and, and the overwhelm. Um, like I, I stood dripping outside of the shower. I grabbed my towel and like, my stomach nausea, um, my head pounding, um, everything from, from basically, you know, the bottom chakra to the top one was active, completely activated. I mean, they were all going crazy and I had no idea how to deal with this. And this was maybe six, seven months ago. Um, I tried laying down on the bed fetal position that was immediately what I went to as I'm wet in a towel my hair is still wet laying and I'm crying but they weren't tears of sorrow they weren't tears of the other than the pain I was feeling and it wasn't until after because you know when you're going through it's like somebody who's having an anxiety attack you 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 can't process mentally with the brain what your body is feeling when it is on such a high level mm -hmm. so I had to go through all those those emotions and like I said all my chakras being activated it 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 lasted all day I ended up having to take three showers to to release all the energy to get all this off me i ended up taking two naps that day at like two because the energy completely drained out of my body i had absolutely no whatever i had planned for that day was out the window mm -hmm. um you know like i said taking the two naps at, at an hour and a half two hours each so it wasn't until the next day that i was able to actually sit with and now reevaluate everything that I was feeling and that I had felt in my body. And I was like, it just kind of, you know, they, they talk to, they, they, you know, obviously you just said, they tell us, okay, what we need to hear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's what it feels like to cross over. I don't know if it's good or bad. I mean, I know what my body went through 
The only question I don't get answered in a direct way is why me? Other than oh, why not? <laughs> you know? Okay, well if this if this is what I'm supposed to do, that's fine. It would be nice to have fair warning, but obviously that doesn't happen. Um, do you feel like it was a specific person that maybe had walked into your body or merged into your energy field, so you were feeling everything they were feeling? That's exactly what it was. Okay. I felt everything they felt. Now what I what I pictured was whether it's it's you know we we get visions we we know it was an elderly woman she was laying flat on the bed which is why I got down on the bed that was the only position that I could get somewhat comfortable um and it was just her time to pass she she started first thing in the morning going through and having her visitors and having her family visit her and be with her throughout the day. And obviously the nurses and the care that, you know, the palliative care that, that she was receiving. And, and then it, 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 it just happened. I mean, you just, you just know, I, I can't, I don't know how to explain it. I just know that yeah. it's probably <clears throat> somebody I I've, I don't know who it is. I will never know who it is till I get to heaven. Um, it's just something that I, I feel, and I feel more than, you know, I've, I've always had a hard time trying to explain that to people because I don't know how to explain other than to somebody that knows like yourself that, you know, I mean, I could touch somebody and, and feel what they're feeling, what they're thinking. Um, I could touch somebody and, you know, they could tell me they have a, 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 a pain in their, my ex was famous for that. He would get cramps all the time. All I had to do was touch that that calf just the right way, and it was gone. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. he, he was like, "Oh, you, you're really great at giving massages." Well, okay, you believe that, honey? That's fine because <laughs> I knew if I told him otherwise, he wouldn't believe me. So, um, but yeah, wow. I, I, that's the biggest the biggest one is that I just I feel, and then and of course I can heal. I mean, I've I've. I've done that already too. Or like I said, in my early twenties, where it was a friend of mine that was going through some abdominal issues. And, and of course, you know, every time you heal it anyway, I healed her. I put my hands on her stomach and I basically brought all that negative back out. And I was shot for the day. I mean, that that's all that negative energy, all that, that, not good stuff inside her body came out. It's got to go somewhere. Now I didn't realize back in my early twenties how to get rid of that energy. Of course, now I know. You know, I got to. Yeah. I've got to ground. I've got to. You know, get in my space. I burn my candles. I burn my incense. I do what I need to do to be able to release all that energy. Yeah, it's. Mm. I know. Oh, I know. you might want to get Reiki trained. <laughs> Believe me, I thought about it. I have yeah. thought about well, it. Well, I'm a Reiki teacher, so we could talk okay. about it. Okay, okay. You're, you're a natural, but also there are ways to protect yourself from other people's energies and shielding techniques and all of that, because it sounds like you're a physical empath, so you feel other people's pain, Yes, which is like a whole nother level of empathic uh, feeling. And I feel for you because I have <laughs> two really good friends and one of my mentors are like that. 
and there's really no way to turn it off. Nope. But you, nope. there are ways to manage it though. I was just going to say, I can, I can somewhat hold it back a little bit, but it's, uh, and there, there are days that I could be sitting here, I could be walking the dog and all of a sudden my head just, and I can't say headache because people are, oh, you got a migraine. No, it's not a migraine. My head aches. It's an ache in my head and it's either in my third eye or right in the back of my skull. It's yep. you know, one of the two. And that's yep. where it is. the. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I could, I, I, I'd have to stop and say, okay, you're not, you're not allowed in today. You know, I, you have, you have to, I, I oh, do not no one is allowed in. <laughs> right, I'm very right. territorial about my energy field and my home and and everything. Oh. I'm like, nope, nope. You know? I, as soon as I feel that little bit, I do the same thing. I go, no, 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 not today. Whatever negative energy you are, this is my energy. This is I. I call back all my positive. Yeah. I give you back what what belongs to you, whoever yeah. that is. Yes, yeah. yes, I yes, I'm get, I'm getting better at it now that I'm I'm meeting people like you and getting out there and going okay because you know we didn't talk about this stuff when we were younger. You know? That was nobody that knew. Was, nobody knew any of this stuff. I know, I know. But yet here are we probably were very empathic since children and feeling everything, and 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 everybody else is not feeling anything. So it's a totally different experience. Yeah. And when you meet people like you, it's a relief. I'm it's not like, crazy. I'm not the only one. I knew it wasn't crazy, <laughs> but I felt like I was picking up on all these things, like in my job that nobody else did. You know, they were completely oblivious and I would walk into a room and go, oh, wow. It feels the energy in here feels really heavy, like somebody had an argument or, and I would ask others in the room, no, I didn't feel that. Like, oh yeah. Well, I feel it. I, I had feel an, it. I had an employee, she was a, a temporary that I had hired and she was famous for getting migraines. And it was one morning that um, she came in and like, as soon as she walked in the door, and she walked away from me to go to her desk and like immediately my head hurt. My stomach got all queasy. Next thing I know, I had to get up and I felt fine. I was great. You know, I was, I was good. My, this was when I was back in my late twenties, early thirties. Um, I had to immediately get up and I physically puked in the toilet. And wow. she came, she came over and, and I didn't know she had a gift either. Um, and she didn't know, we kind of, it was like one of those, whoa. And she came, she happened to hear me puking. I mean, cause it was bad. I mean, like, I'm like, where is this coming from? All of a sudden my stomach is getting extremely queasy. My head is hurting, the lights hurting. I mean, like I could feel her. What happened was obviously I was feeling her full blown migraine. And it immediately hit me when she walked in the door. I mean, the, the, the vomiting, that was all her, you know, the head, that was all her, yeah. everything that I felt in her body. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I have no idea. And of course, through conversation, you know, I asked her, are you okay? And she's like, no, I was like, and I, I kept mm -hmm. it to myself for a little bit going, 
whoa, I just felt her. I physically felt her get sick. I phys- I can physically, you know, it's manifesting in my body. And of course you're going, how the F do I deal with this? You know what I mean? Like I said, this was yeah. 20 years ago. So I'm like, yeah. how do I deal with this? Who do I talk to about it? It's not like I can go to the priest because you know what's coming out. <laughs> you know? It'll be that crucifix. <laughs> You know, having to do a, an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because they don't even know what they're dealing with. Like, come on. If you can't communicate with it or you can't see it or feel it or then you don't know what you're dealing with, you know, like we know what we're dealing with because we have those abilities. Yes. Yeah. Well, Christine, we're coming up about on an hour and I could talk okay. to you forever about this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I want to thank you so much for sharing your story. I really enjoyed it. I'm so happy that we met and connected. And so just briefly tell our audience how they can find you and what you offer and all that information. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Tina. Um, the, the best place to find me, my website is it's sassycoach.com, but it is being revamped um, because I am working on a few things, but hopefully today, tomorrow, it should be up and running. Keep an eye out if you go there. But the second best place then is on Facebook. It's Sassy Coach Christine. That is my business page. Um, you can schedule a, you know, a, a, a Zoom just like this, one-on-one, that we can find out where you are on the sassy scale. I have a little sassy scale that we use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, 20. absolutely. How far right. does it go? <laughs> as far as you want to take it, baby. Unlimited. Then. That's that's the beauty of sassy because we grow every single day. We can be sassier every single day. Yeah. Um, so yes, I offer the the gifted one on one. You know, those that's there. Everything's there. It's all listed there. Right now, I am doing what I'm calling a summer sassy slam it's a really intense four week although it's it's five because the first week we kind of get to know each other um, it's a group coaching thing where you can find out where you are in the sassy scale you can meet other ladies like yourself that are you know it's mostly towards um you know women that have been abused but any woman that wants to know what sassy is and any woman that wants to elevate her sassy um you know i'm there Come on all in. Um, so right now it's it's a it's a four-week course. It may be intensive, but we have so much fun doing it. Just like this, we have so much fun. We find out where your sassy is, we take it to the next level. Where do you want to go? How do you want to be? How do you want to, you know, hold the sassy? Plus the whole understanding of what sassy is. Strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. And even though those are five words, there are some deep digging that we do to find your essence and your sassy so that facebook awesome sassy coach christine you can't miss it put well, in sass say ssi and i'll pop up <laughs> sign up anyone out there listening wants to sign up yes. um so but thank you again christine it's been a pleasure i'm sure we're gonna be in touch <laughs> absolutely yes <laughs> thank you tina i really appreciate this and thank you to your listeners too thank you Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, 
please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook, and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.